0: Hey guys. Where are we going? <laughs> Nowhere. I was trying to say hello. I'm Bethany. Are you? I was trying.
1: This is the worst start you've ever had. Me? Yeah.
0: You ruined it. I was doing just fine. That is my goal. In life. Hello. 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 Hello, people. I'm from, Bethany. <laughs> we have gone from cold opens That's to- That's where you say I'm Dalton. But I'm not Dalton. I'm the only one that has a grasp on reality around here.
1: And this is looking for the middle. <laughs>
0: welcome i really hope this is not your first time tuning into an episode i kind of hope it is because well actually i would say normally it's not like this
1: it used to not be like this (laughs) but it is and then i appeared
0: dalton appeared and well here we are folks no we are glad you're here welcome to another episode we have just jumped right into this whole cold open thing and embraced it. And so we are running with it. And thank you for being here. Would you stop dancing? Because I cannot focus.
1: (laughs) I have country music still playing in my head. We've been sitting here playing random country
0: songs. (laughs) We were listening to some that were rather random. I liked them though.
1: I like random music. Let's do some housekeeping. Shall we?
0: We shall. So guys, if you don't follow us on social media, go follow us. LFTM underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, Ladies, if you would like to hang out and make some friends on Facebook, we have a Facebook group that is a private community for you guys. It is LFTM community on Facebook. Number three, go sign up for our newsletter if you haven't already. Comes out once a week. Uh, You can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, and sign up for that there. There's four?
1: Yeah, we rarely talk about Patreon.
0: Oh, and yeah, on Patreon. If you guys want to come hang out with us there, we release content every month to our Patreon subscribers. What that gets you is we will release all of our content that comes out here two days early to you on Patreon. Ooh. So that is one perk. And then depending on what tier you're on, there's either an exclusive CouchCast for you every month or a CouchCast and a full episode every month that you get to hang out with us. And it's a little bit... I don't know. I don't want to say it's more unfiltered because we're pretty unfiltered on here. But like, what
1: is a filter?
0: (laughs) We're able to be a little more transparent just because there aren't so many people out there. So we kind of can, I don't know, Yeah, just be a little more transparent and not as well. Some of us are less filtered, but you know. Me. (laughs) Uh -uh. So yeah, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that if you don't already or you haven't checked it out do that patreon.com just look for looking for the middle podcast
1: you did it four for four good job yay
0: me okay. i <laughs> think it's
1: your turn to have a question it of the is. day It is
0: okay um i had one but then we were doing the country music thing so now i have a different one Ooh. and you probably don't you probably can't know this like absolutely for sure but who would you say is your most listened to artist of all time on spotify hmm
1: Of all time?
0: Of all time. Or like maybe currently, if you can't really think of an all time one. Okay,
1: of all time it's probably Reliant K. Okay. Because I will go through a season where I nonstop listen to Reliant K. Okay. And then I'll go out of it for the rest of the year. And then I'll come back into (laughs) it. But it's enough
0: in that. And I will jam. But
1: I but I've been listening to it Uh since Spotify started.
0: Okay.
1: So that let me it's always gonna be Reliant K. My current obsession Uh Larry Fleet.
0: Country music. Okay.
1: I mean, he's not a Christian artist. That's
0: okay. But Neither he's got are.
1: some great music that's out there. Not as well known, even though he started doing some stuff with Morgan Wallen.
0: Okay. That's really good. Yeah.
1: So Larry Fleet would be my current okay. and Reliant K. All time. For my 2000s people. That's that's our stuff <laughs> right there. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, goodness. And if you don't, go listen. Especially Sadie Hawkins' dance. Do you know Sadie it's, Hawkins' dance? Yes,
0: I do. Mine all time is probably Backstreet Boys. Back,
1: that you know that song is just atrocious i know do you go back and listen as an adult oh, and go, yeah. what was i listening to
0: i went to a backstreet boys concert like three years ago <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun um
1: might have been there with my sister
0: <laughs> so that uh that's my all-time one probably current one is luke combs mm. his new cd just came out a couple weeks ago and Did you i say cd yeah, I did. I'm dating myself. You are you know? really
1: dating yourself. His new album came out.
0: Yeah, that too. I'm sure there's CDs of it somewhere.
1: Yeah, at probably Target and Walmart, and nobody buys them unless no, you have a.
0: I didn't buy CDs what, even when CDs were
1: A so. Pre 2005 okay. car.
0: No. Was that
1: an aux cord?
0: No, my car does have a CD player though. I discovered this the other day. I don't even know if my car Actually, does. I've had my car for like a year right now, and I just discovered it. I'm like, oh my word, there's actually a CD player here.
1: That's going to be the only thing I think about for the next <laughs> 45 minutes is, know. does my car have a CD player? I don't, I don't think it does. I'm,
0: I purchased a CD, was, it has been years and years and years.
1: People always ask me if I can play a musical instrument, and I tell them I'm fluent in Spotify, <laughs> and that's it. That's there all I've you got. Go.
0: Now, so that Luke Combs' new album came out. Couple weeks ago.
1: Look, and my I, burn's getting better.
0: Oh, and we have
1: derailed. Okay. It is. I, so it is. I'm people, so glad. I burned myself on a steamer.
0: How's they like, tell us how. A clothes steamer.
1: So, Saturday night. Are you
0: steaming your shirt with it on you? Is no, I was not. That is not what happened. That is I, not what I, happened. I thought about that after you told me yesterday. That is
1: not what happened. Even <laughs> though that is something I would probably do, <laughs> it it's totally not is. what happened. <laughs> okay. Um, because I would have been covered in burns. No, you would no. have done it once So, I was, using, I was using a, a cheap clothes steamer not uh-huh. one of the nice ones just a cheapie uh and it can be a little aggressive sometimes <laughs> so I was steaming clothes my cousin was talking to me and I turned my head to look at him and I thought I was going towards the shirt and instead I went towards my arm and it pressed right on I was wearing a sweatshirt yeah luckily because it could have yeah, been,
0: been really bad then
1: but I hit my arm and just instantly ripped it back and thought man that really hurt I hope it doesn't get worse so um I don't know what you're supposed to put on a burn I don't really do this very often, surprisingly, yeah. so I put, uh, all I had was cold water, and then some ice, and then aloe vera. That's what
0: I would have done, put some aloe on it, yeah.
1: It feels better now. Good job, way to so, be an adult. Uh, the best part is, I was preaching yesterday, and every few minutes I would accidentally hit my arm, and it was <laughs> very painful. Oops. Okay, well, that's so far away from our question of the that's day, okay. it's not even funny. So, okay. seamless transition. Okay,
0: let's from read it in.
1: Stupid burns to our topic of the day. Now, I'm actually going to flip script on you a little bit. Oh, dear. We're going to talk about something completely... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just put the panic in your eyes. (laughs) You've been doing this show for how
0: many seasons now? Ten.
1: Ten. And one of the things that you have consistently talked about on this show is how overcomplicated dating is. We mention it all the time. It's not that complicated. And we even talked about that last season of which you informed me because this (laughs) conversation sounded really familiar. (laughs) Uh, It's not that complicated. We overcomplicate things, and we talked about why Uh it's complicated, but we really didn't talk about the, okay, we know it's complicated, (laughs) how do we simplify this? Yes. So that's kind of the topic that we want to approach today is how do we simplify the thing that has been way overcomplicated and Uh should not be as complicated as it is you're the one that's done a lot more homework on this, so I will let you get the ball rolling with okay. that. How do we simplify dating and go?
0: Okay, I think we, we've we got several main points here we'll get to. The first one, that though, is just a matter of being just straightforward about what you're thinking.
1: About what you're thinking?
0: <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yes, I think we get so... Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of games people play when it comes to dating. And so I think we get caught up in the world's dating games of like... Okay, Such as. Well, it goes all the way back to like, okay, we went on a date. We'll now wait three days to call the girl. And I'm really crazy about her. and She really liked me and we had a great time, but I'm going to wait three days because that's what you're supposed to do. Which with texting being so prevalent now, I don't think that's as common of a thing anymore, but it's like, okay, well, I had a good time. What, what are you making face?
1: I think it's more
0: common. Okay, really? Well, I mean, not the wait three days and call her. It's like, okay, should I text the text? Should I text him when we get done and be like, oh, I had a good time, thanks. Should I wait till tomorrow? Is he gonna text me? Who's gonna like?
1: That's why I'm saying it's more common. It's.
0: I meant the very specifics of calling. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't make that clear. I agree with you. It's it's almost like it's changed and morphed and expanded. Yeah, because um, I was sitting
1: here thinking of like the '50s and the '60s that you call a girl's house and you want to go steady and you're there yeah (laughs) we don't do that (laughs) anymore we do
0: not well and I was thinking too I think texting is a huge factor in all of this of why it's so complicated how so because as soon as you start dating someone there's suddenly almost this expectation that you're gonna like in a lot of ways communicate all the time now Mm. so here's this guy I just started dating and what do you do you text all day so you have to come up with funny witty things to say all day long because you're trying to impress this person and I think it's added a layer of stress and complication to a lot of things so I actually like it when maybe you talk on the phone more you see each other in person more
1: we might there's have to... not
0: the pressure of texting all the time, usually.
1: S- side note here. Yeah. We might have to talk about that on a okay. CouchCast or something. Okay. Because now you've got my wheels spinning. <laughs> uh, I mean, and it's true. Uh-huh. Because when you start dating, you start texting a lot, and then you start communicating about every little thing. Mm-hmm. And what do you find when you're in person? We've already talked about exactly. everything.
0: Exactly. I think mm-hmm. it makes... Well, and I think... So, I mean, you have that. You've got... Dating apps and online dating. So, not only is it we're talking all of the time, this person I just met, quote unquote, met, but actually I haven't met them. And so then there's this like, oh, we've talked all the time. And then you meet in person for the first time and you're like, wait a second, I've been talking a ton. So, I mean, sometimes but- it's, it's totally fine. I'm not, I'm just saying it may add a layer of complication that you have to navigate. I'm not saying there's something wrong with it.
1: You're really talking about two different things here. Okay. Or you, you started with one thing. I you know, just we to ran with No, it. it's fine because it brings <laughs> up really good points that I think we need to talk about. But I, I think if I had to bring in the two different things yeah. you're talking about, one is learning to a- appropriately communicate the right things. Yes. And the other one seemingly that you're hinting at is over communicating. Yes. So let's stick for a moment with the learning to communicate the right things okay. and then you can come back to the over communication. Okay later when you say learning to communicate the right things what are you meaning
0: i think texting has its place but i think if texting is your primary means of communication to where you're like diving into someone's deep life history and life story via text and not the actual person It's different because texting is so curated sometimes Mm -hmm. in that sense. Like if you're just chit-chatting back and forth, it's not. You're just talking. But like if you're having these deep conversations that way, you can like curate exactly what you want to say. They can too. And it's – well, and there's no tone involved to it. I just think you're robbing of getting to know the person a little bit over text. So like have a phone conversation and let them tell you their life story, not texting all of it. You
1: sound like an old person. Man, I'm kidding. Back you, in my day, way, way back in my day, we didn't have texting. Back <laughs> back when, in my
0: day, we had to pay per text. Is where back I'm Back when from. color
1: TV was invented. <laughs> now I, it it is interesting, and you're still on number two rather than on number one. Oh. Uh, on the over-communication point, but that's well, okay. Because, okay. Well, tell me what you think then. Well, I, since we're on it, let's just yeah. stick with the overcommunication okay. thing there. Because I do think uh, we are in a society that is all about instant gratification, mm-hmm. and I think that goes with communication as well. Yeah. So you get into a relationship with someone or you're not even in a relationship yet. I've seen this happen Yeah. where you start to talk to a person and get to know them and you're in that talking stage uh-huh. and you're communicating constantly right? to the point in which you're covering everything through text or uh-huh. uh, if you have Snapchat, I'm not going to get on a rant through the snappity chat that I don't like very much. But that's a me thing. I'm
0: too old to have um, had a Snapchat.
1: No comment. <laughs> uh, oversharing, and people start to formulate exactly who you are mm-hmm. through a text message that doesn't convey. Uh, emotions doesn't actually convey facial expressions body language and all of that
0: exactly
1: so you formulate in your head this is this type of person yeah. and then you meet them and it's not exactly what you had envisioned so uh-huh. I do think the constant communication has created that complication to where you create a person that you think they are versus what they actually are be right. two different things yeah. And then you're stuck in a really hard spot. So I, I think overcommunication on that point is a problem. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, overcommunication also complicates in terms of when you're actually physically in person knowing what to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because you've, good morning, how are you? How was your day? What are you up to? Yeah. Well, this happened and this happened and this happened. And then you're having coffee later and you know, like, what are we talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I'm a proponent of... Whether it's conventional or from an online scenario, meet in person as soon as possible. Yes. Just for that very reason. Mm -hmm. Um, It gets dicey otherwise sometimes. Now, I mean, it, it, it can be fine, but I think, yeah, the longer you elongate that... Because I've, ta- I've talked to girls who are like, well, there's kind of some distance involved. So we've been, like, texting and messaging. We talk on the phone sometimes for six months. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's distance involved. But if it's so much of a distance that you have to go that long before you've actually met this person, that might be too much of a distance. Like, that's – it's just too – I'm talking, you know, a few weeks, a month. It's not rest. a hard
1: and fast rule. No,
0: it's no, 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 it's not.
1: That's a Bethany hard and fast rule. Because well, I know someone right now that's in that situation. Sure. Uh, and there have to be a lot of ground rules in place. There has to be a lot of boundaries and communi- clear communication, which we're about to get into.
0: Yes. Just- I'm not, no, I'm not saying this is a... Um, right versus wrong issue.
1: I know, but sometimes we get in trouble for making a statement. We do. We do. do the same. But I, it, it worked for it's me. It's
0: true. Oh yes, I'm. I'm talking about all this from the standpoint of complicated. It makes mm-hmm. it. It makes it more difficult. Even if it works out wonderfully, there are complications involved that can be very worth working through. But yes, as a general rule, sooner rather than later, I think is better.
1: So that's on the side of over-communication. Yeah. And I I would be interested in having another conversation at some point about uh, getting to know someone in person sooner rather than later, because I was sitting here thinking the amount of complications that introduces. Uh Uh, It really is interesting, because if you meet a person and Uh then you start to communicate a lot, you know at least their mannerisms, the way that they communicate, the way that they they engage, so you can see what they're saying Uh versus if it's the other way around uh, and you talk a lot through text and other forms of social media and platforms like that, you're creating this visualization of this person and then when you meet them, you don't have the context for who they are already. So you're having to Break a lot of things that are already yeah. in your mind that you envision. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: And, and what you're building in your mind right there, which we can talk about more later, you're talking about you're building this person in your mind of who they are. It's yourself. Because all mm. you're saying is, well, if if I had said that, here's what I would have meant. If I texted that, here's how okay. it would have been. And so basically you're just creating this perfect version of you in your head.
1: <laughs> so here's... What we've said, uh, <laughs> these are all of the complications. So if that's the complication, how do you simplify it? Well, I think that your your rule does apply well here of meet as fast as humanly possible.
0: Which looks different depending on the scenario. Now, yeah.
1: uh, especially for the ladies' angle of this, mm-hmm. do so in a safe and appropriate manner.
0: Absolutely. So if
1: you're getting to know a guy don't just as soon as if you <laughs> online platform you match with them like hey, let's get go coffee get coffee tonight. <laughs> Meh, <laughs> yeah. hold the phone here yeah. i actually am a proponent of a little bit of social media stalking i think that is a okay in my opinion you have to be cautious mm-hmm. with it but you need to know a few things i about this
0: yes person. i do enough we've talked about. we'll call it research i I was going to say this is... I do it for verification purposes.
1: Social media research. I have coined a new phrase. I just (laughs) trademarked that.
0: There is a thin line between that and stalking. I am fine with findings. I like to find people on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And I just want to make sure they're who they have said they are. Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like. I am not a proponent of ending up in 2017 on their profile yeah. because you have scrolled all the way back. If Social media a, research. If it's to a place where if you accidentally liked something, you would have to like delete your entire online presence because it would be so <laughs> mortifying. That's not okay.
1: <laughs> there have been a couple of times that I've gotten random <laughs> likes deep in in my profile. I'm yeah, like, I'm not talking to that yeah, person.
0: Exactly. So don't go there. But enough to where you're like, okay, this person exists. They seem to work where they say they do. They have friends. Like they're. A real person. So
1: ladies, do do a little bit of research mm-hmm. and be as safe as possible. But it does bring to the principle get to know a person as as soon as safely possible yeah. so that you can start to formulate and understand who this person is, their mannerisms, how yep. they interact with you, do you mesh well? Which yeah. not really the point of this, but it is helpful to uh-huh. know if you do that, you're gonna figure out a lot sooner. Mm-hmm whether or not this thing's going to work than you would if you text
0: exactly and communicate through the phone
1: for months at a time. And then you arrive there and like, well, I just wasted four months of my life.
0: (laughs) Well, and yes. And I will say for phone calls and FaceTime go a really long way with that
1: too.
0: I mean, it's like a progression. It's not in person, but it's also not texting. Um, but I think just being able to Talk to someone, hear their voice, and then FaceTiming, like, yeah, you're not in person, but you get a feel for who that person is. That goes a long way too. So
1: And, and with the the communication piece that we've been talking about, uh-huh. uh, learn to ask good questions. Yep. That you can get a better read on how they're going to react to that. Yeah. So don't just drop a bomb on what's your view of salvation yeah. on the first phone call. Now no. you can get there in a conversation somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. But no good questions. That might stump them. Sure. Or slow them down uh-huh. for just a second where you can tell it's not some sort of index card they pulled out of their pocket yeah. and said, on this date, I have to say this.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and one thing I will say from a practical standpoint, speaking to the ladies on that particular thing, um, a lot of times when you ask a guy a question like that, maybe he's not expecting it. Maybe it's, it needs a little more thought guys are going to t- at least in my experience you can correct me if i'm wrong guys are going to tend to take a minute kind of like okay process the question formulate a bit of a response and then respond and our temptation is to ask that question give it like two seconds and if he's not talking then it's awkward and so then we just rush through and spew everything we think about the answer to that question which then makes it really easy for him to say oh yeah me too even if Maybe he doesn't – it's not like a deceptive thing necessarily, but you're not actually getting his answer to that question. And so ask good, open-ended questions. Let it sit for a minute. Let him formulate a response and actually answer your question without just bulldozing through and saying, here, let me tell you my answer.
1: I I completely agree with that. (laughs) And my encouragement on the guy's side of it is, A, learn filler words. So if she asks you a really thought-provoking question, typically I'll respond with, hmm. That, that's a really good question. Let yeah. me think about that for a moment. That goes So way. she understands. I'm sitting here thinking. Uh-huh. She hasn't thrown me for a loop, and I don't think that's a stupid question. I just need to think about it for uh-huh. a moment. Uh, and sometimes I'll even, because for me, uh, the way that my brain works, I have to look at a, if it's a deep question, I have to look at something that's not moving so <laughs> yeah. that I can sit there and formulate a response. So I'll even say, give me a second, I I have this weird thing where I have to just look at something for a second.
0: He does. It's kind of odd.
1: I don't know why that is, but (laughs) I'll tell him.
0: Yeah, you're really good at telling people.
1: I will tell people. That's why I have to do this. So
0: um,
1: I think on the guy's side of it, if they ask a great question, clearly communicate. It's a Mm -hmm. great question, but I want to think about it and give you a good response. You're not going to look dumb in that moment. You're not going to look like you have a short wit. That's fine. Yeah. Which, seamless transition. (laughs) Since we're talking about the over-communication yeah. side, knowing how to appropriately communicate is another way to simplify things. Yes. Because you, you mentioned at the very beginning, the the dating games that we play at the very mm-hmm. beginning. Does he like me? Right. Does she like me? If I say this, are they going to say this? Should I text them at this time yeah. versus this time? Have we been talking long enough for me to start sending good morning texts and good night texts? <laughs> yeah. It's there's so, There's so much, much that is floating out there. Yeah. That you, 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 all you're thinking about all day is uh-huh. what's going to happen if I do this? And you're playing chess when you should be playing checkers. Yep.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you're saying, okay, well, I'll say this and then they can say that. And then I'll, like, you're planning it three or four texts ahead. You're formulating
1: a conversation. And then when
0: they don't respond, how that person, you know, remember the you, the you you've <laughs> created in your head, when they don't respond, how you would have in that scenario. You've built an expectation that's going to be disappointing and then you're, you might be kind of frustrated with this person when in reality, how are they going to know about this imaginary conversation you had in your head? And round and round you go. So so, so your
1: clear communication actually simplifies yeah. things. I'll give you an example. Since we're talking about dating and the the mental games that we play and the mm-hmm. back and forth, one of the things that I will say because – I used to be the person that would text a lot back and forth yeah. all day, and I'm just not anymore. I might text you one or two times, and that's going to be all you get. Yeah. Because I'm busy during the day. My mental focus needs to be somewhere else. Yeah. It's not that I'm discounting you. It's just I want to make sure that I'm honoring the Lord and how I'm spending my time. Um, and sometimes that means focusing on something else rather than sending a text to you.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yes. Like, look, that's the I'm key. not.
1: I'm not ignoring you. I'm not leaving you hanging. I'm just really busy today. These are the things that I'm working on, and I try and stay away from my phone so I can focus on yep. that. I will respond. I've seen this, and I will respond as soon yeah. as I can. That actually goes a long mm-hmm. way for you. Uh, for someone to say that then takes the pressure off. Uh-huh. So that because I think that the the girl side of this it's the worst when a girl texts a guy back and he doesn't respond for hours, what are you doing in that moment?
0: Oh, he doesn't like me. Exactly. Oh, it's a You're sitting conclusion. there
1: buzzing through your head. He doesn't uh-huh. like me. This is going on. Uh-huh. He started talking to someone else. He's interested in someone else. He's not that interested in me. I assume he's trying anymore. to
0: figure out how to tell me he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. He's
1: trying to get out of the situation. Yeah. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you go to mm-hmm. the immediate extreme. Oh, immediate. That's how it happens. Every <laughs> single time. I can almost 100% guarantee every single woman has done this at some point in their lives.
0: Absolutely. Oh, uh, yes. I'd have no argument. And
1: guys will do it too. It's just not of the 100% that I am declaring in this moment. (laughs) So, men, help them out. Yeah. Don't allow them to go to the worst possible extreme.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: If you just let them know, this is what's going on. (laughs) This is the type of communicator that I am there's a lot more peace and comfort in that
0: 100 percent. oh it totally is that's yeah and that's where i'm saying be straightforward to what you're thinking what you're feeling um at a pace appropriate level yes
1: don't propose on the first date no
0: but like i don't know there's this: girls are going over does he like me i don't know guys are like i really like her but i don't want to tell her because i don't want to come on too strong i'm like tell a girl i really enjoyed our date the other day i would love to do that again
1: and that is, uh, this is where things get the most complicated. Because the first few dates, you're especially in the unknown. And uh, that's... you're just, Sure. There's nothing you can do about it. You're in the unknown.
0: Uh-huh. After
1: you've been dating for a little bit of time and you've been talking a lot. Yeah. I, I think this is more the responsibility of guys, though, ladies, if you want to say it, say it, mm-hmm. of... Look, I'm really enjoying getting to know you, and and I I do. I like you. Yeah. And I'd like to continue to get to know you in a relationship. I know that's hard and that's scary, but it immediately takes out of the framework of possibilities in her mind Mm -hmm. of, does he like
0: me? Yeah. He just said it. Right. Well, and you go, yeah, you're like, well, if I knew where we were, then I would say this, or I'd ask about that, or da-da-da, but I don't really know. So we're not saying everything's easy. We're not saying the process for simplification. Simplificating? Simplifying, simplifying. I cannot talk. I was going to say simplification and simplifying, and simplif-
1: you just kind of had a Kevin from the office.
0: Absolutely did.
1: Wow.
0: Oh, I was saying the other day, Kevin's one of my favorite like secondary hmm, no wonder characters. So, anyway, simplifying doesn't necessarily mean everything's easy. It just makes the process smoother. Uh, and I think that is one that will go a very long way.
1: Well, you're right. And the reason why I go, well, <laughs> people aren't going to like what I'm about to say. Okay. Uh, simplifying a relationship is actually harder. It is true. Not, in making something over, not simplifying and making something overly yep. complicated is actually easier. Uh-huh. It's easier not to communicate. Yeah. It's easier to not have to put myself in an uncomfortable situation. It's harder to do those things. But in the long run, it makes your life so much better.
0: It is. It's easier because I'm gonna you may tell me I'm being too harsh. I don't know. It's easier because it's selfish. Yep. And I'm calling myself out. I'm not this is not Bethany preaching at anyone. It's easier because it's selfish, because it says, I'm going to make this easier for myself, and I don't care if that other person is confused and frustrated and whatever else. I'm putting the burden on them. I want it to be easier for me, and that's what you end up with, and I think we have a very self-focused dating culture in our country.
1: So that's the the selfish side of the ladies, and so I can concur from the men's (sighs) side— It's also selfish because I've done this before and where I really just need to know for certain before Uh I put myself out there Uh because it's my job to put myself Uh out there. But I'm afraid and I'm scared of what she's going to say and I might get hurt because I am really starting to become attached. Especially me, I get attached easily. (laughs) Uh, I'm starting to become attached, but I'm afraid that she's not going to and so I'm just going to back off until I get all the clues that I need.
0: Uh
1: That's selfish too. It
0: is, yeah. Well, and yeah, I think we... Especially, like, as girls, we can couch that selfishness or nervousness or whatever. We, we hide behind, oh, well, biblical gender roles. Like, he should be the one leading. He should be the one initiating. He should be whatever. So I'm going to be coy and aloof and not put myself out there because that's his job. And if he really cared about me and he was a strong leader, he would just fight through all of that, which I – think we hide behind
1: that's so unfair though
0: i i am not saying it's right at all i know
1: because what you're saying is this guy has to put all of the effort in Uh this guy has to do all of the pursuing this guy has to put himself out Uh, there and you're just out there receiving and not reciprocating so this poor man who is putting (laughs) his time energy and money into this is sitting there feeling like well I'm working really hard for this and nothing's coming back. Why would I ever want to go down the road with this person? Exactly. Girls are sitting there when he dumps them or says I'm just not that interested saying, well, he was a jerk.
0: Exactly. It's so
1: unfair. I
0: don't. That's the point I'm making is that we try to spiritualize it when in reality you're just scared and you're unsure and whatever until you make it the other person's quote-unquote fault because then when it blows there's a defense mechanism involved because when, then when it goes south you're like see i knew it all guys are like that it's not okay i'm I'm just saying don't do that
1: <laughs> it's self-centered and unloving
0: it is that's what i'm trying to get at yeah
1: but anyway, okay off off, getting of off the our soapbox yeah it's the first time in a while that the two of us have gotten on the exact same soapbox is
0: true <laughs> um
1: back to the communication yes. piece of it because that that's been the the big issue that we've been tackling so yeah. far for a long period of time.
0: Well, and I think that is the key to simple. Like we're hanging out on this one for so long because I really think it is the key to simplifying mm-hmm. dating is clear, consistent communication, and kind of to your point, even about your communication. Communicate about how you communicate. Yeah, that's so important.
1: So that they can pick up on the the cues and clues. Yeah, and know and understand you better, so that you're not playing. The mental games mm-hmm. that we all know we play—you can admit yeah. it, listener. You you, <laughs> you play mental it. games. <laughs> we need to communicate with how we communicate, and yeah. we need to know what to communicate. Mm-hmm. Clarity is kindness.
0: Absolutely, I is. heard that
1: from someone else. I don't remember who it was, but <laughs> it is a great thing to say. Clarity really is kindness mm-hmm. because it alleviates the complications and the pressures that we put on this. Yeah. So that's that's one particular burden. Yeah. I, we're going to talk about another one, but I'm going to flip it to later on because okay. I want to come to the church for a second. Okay. Because one of the things that we have identified as being a contributor, I don't know if it's necessarily the key contributor. I think what we just talked about is, mm-hmm. but it's a contributor yeah. is the pressure that the church puts on single people, those uh-huh. that are trying to get into a relationship. Um, in terms of, and I'll tell you from my perspective, the things that I'm faced with and if any of our church people are listening. I love you, genuinely do. I'm not calling you out on the thing. Well, okay, maybe a little bit. I love you. let's just, just remember go, this. Yeah. Remember the love. What they'll say is, I'm I'm praying that you'll find someone, and I'm if I talk about someone, I'm praying that it works out, so you'll be out of this season of singleness, and I really hope you'll find someone like I've found, so that you can be this or do this or have this. And it's all Mm well-intentioned. That's what I want to stress. There's nothing malicious about it. It's all well-intentioned. But what that puts on me is, Uh this person's praying for me. This person's hoping for me. This person's really hoping that it works out so that they can be right about this certain situation. And so I've got to do everything in my power to make it work.
0: Uh To
1: make it happen. So I am just squashed with the pressure. It's... One of the biggest distractions that I have, so yeah. I bring that pressure into the relationship, and I'm putting that pressure on the other person, so I can make it work out. Uh-huh. Because if not, my church is going to have a field day. with
0: Yeah. Me. Well, and I think that's something that I deal with too, and I think it's heightened for both of us. The because church we work in ministry. You know, because, no, no, because we work at the church. I think though, if you're listening and you're like, "Well, my church isn't like that," okay, take out church and put family there. Ooh. Do, you Ooh. know you know yeah. like you know, you're you know maybe your church isn't that involved but great aunt susie sure is you know
1: this is one of the so. side note for my family <laughs> my immediate family is the polar opposite
0: my yes mine like, is i too. will talk
1: about these things My mom's like just be patient yeah the lord has his timing and you yeah. have your timing and your timing's always wrong so why don't you wait on his just chill <laughs> My mom's the best. My dad and my sister and my brother in law, they all do the exact same thing. They're phenomenal Uh in this, but there are a lot of families that are out there. My extended family does it. (laughs) Of where they're, I just hope you'll find someone. And and what drives me up a wall, church and family does this. This is a freebie for you, is when they say, I'm really hoping you find someone this year. You ever heard that? Nothing
0: like a good deadline to motivate you.
1: (laughs) No. Shut up. Stop it. (laughs) But it brings undue pressure into the situation. So that's the complication, and we could spend way more time on that. How do we simplify it? What are your thoughts? (sighs) Okay,
0: I struggle with this one because I don't know necessarily. Because this is something where people, however well-intentioned they may be, um, and I'm not thinking of anyone specific, I just, history, they're very quick to offer their thoughts and offer their input. In a way that's different than if you were married, <laughs> mm-hmm. they wouldn't say some of, like, they wouldn't talk about your relationship and your relationship status the same way or feel the freedom to interject their thoughts as much.
1: Well, I'm going to push back on that. Okay. Because uh, church people are going to interject on anything. When okay. you get married and you're in the first years of your marriage, they're going to talk about what you should be doing. Okay. And when you have kids, this is how we raised our kids. Okay. It's always going to okay. happen.
0: Okay. Fair. I'll give you that. I've lived it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um but but i don't know it is well-intentioned so you just want to say oh thanks and move on but at the same time like where's the line of like maybe not pushing back that's too combative sounding but like where's the line of saying hey that's not helpful in a really kind way like i don't know and I, I think it depends <laughs>
1: on what the comment that's made yeah so if when someone comes up to me and says i'm you know i've been praying for you i'm yeah. uh, uh, hoping that you'll find a God-fearing wife one day. I actually appreciate that. Uh That's really kind. Yeah. Now, if they do it every single time I see them, we're getting into different territory here. (laughs) But if they say that, that's really, really kind of you. And so I'll say, thank you. I really appreciate that so much. Um, But I'll also mention, but I'm really thankful for the season Mm. the Lord has placed me in. And I'll tell them why.
0: Yeah. For the
1: opportunities that it's given me. The ability to put more... Time and focus into ministry or focus into other people. Yeah. With the ability to just go live a life. Uh huh. Where I, I was telling Bethany before we started recording, I get to go do things uh-huh. that married people wouldn't necessarily do. Like a couple of uh, weeks ago, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, it might have been a little over a month ago. I drove three hours up to South Carolina one afternoon to go hang out with some friends that were visiting other friends from mm-hmm. Kentucky. Uh, And then I drove three hours back and didn't get home until two in the morning. Yeah. Just because I wanted to see
0: them. Because you could.
1: It was only to spend a few hours Mm -hmm. with them, but it was worth it. I just picked up and went. Here's another example. I was up at my aunt and uncle's house, which is like 45 minutes away from here. Not really that far. Yeah. But I was having a Bible study with some family members, and it got a little bit late. It was about 10 o'clock, and I said, I really just don't want to drive home right now. Yeah. So I didn't. Uh Uh-huh. I had clothes at their house. (laughs) Yeah. So, I just left at their house uh-huh. and then I drove home the next day. Yeah. It's things like that that I really enjoy. So, uh-huh. I'll tell people I'm really thankful for this season that the Lord has placed me in. And I'll tell you, for the first time uh-huh. in a very long time, I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. Which is a good it's thing, such a great a good place, place to, to be. be yeah. Because I know you told me a lot about, you know, yeah. I'll go to the movies and I'll, I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. i just go watch a movie by myself. I'm not going to do that. It's okay. I don't like doing that. That's fine. But I'll go do the things that I just mentioned.
0: Exactly. Because that's me. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I'm a traveler and a get-up-and-goer, so I'm just going to go do that. Yep. Next month, I'm probably going to make a random trip to Nashville to go see some friends. Because I can do that.
0: Yep. I'm going to take a random trip to London.
1: With some friends. Because
0: I can. (laughs) Because you can. I'm not going by myself. Don't worry.
1: But it... That's not really the point of that. No. The point of it is to say, I, I think it's okay yeah. in those moments.
0: That's a good way to of saying it.
1: Thank you so much. I'm uh-huh. I'm really thankful uh, for your prayers and your concern there. And I, I do pray that the Lord, if if you feel that the Lord has not gifted you with singleness, yeah, it is okay to say. And I'm praying that the Lord would one day
0: mm-hmm.
1: open that door and make it a possibility. And I'm also really enjoying this season of
0: life. Yeah.
1: I'm very thankful for where the Lord has placed me and what God is doing. That disarms people pretty
0: quickly. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of kind of offering <laughs> maybe a differing viewpoint. Or it kind of makes people realize how what they say sounds a little bit.
1: Remind them of truth.
0: Yeah, and in a, it's like, it's not, oh, why did you say that? Or I wish you would say that differently. It's, well, let me tell you about all the good things.
1: Paul was thankful for yeah. it. Yeah,
0: and so I—that's a really good way of, of doing that. Is um, it just kind of it'll make people think? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Maybe, now, yeah,
1: I do think there are times like you were saying to—I <laughs> wanted to say clap back at people. <laughs> well,
0: uh, kindly clap to, back to
1: respond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a little more strongly and sternly. Yeah. When people say things that are just unhelpful. So, yeah. when, when they make comments that they might think are well-intentioned, that mm-hmm. are demeaning. Yeah. So, I just I just wish you weren't in this season, and I'm praying <laughs> you find someone so you can get out of this season of singleness. <laughs> we treat it like it's a bad thing. It's yeah. not a bad thing.
0: <laughs> You're like, I'm doing okay.
1: This season is a gift from the Lord. How are yeah. you going to use it? Yeah. What, is, what is the Lord doing in this season to make you more like Jesus? Yeah. So, that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to respond and say, look, I appreciate your comment, yeah. but... Uh, it was unhelpful, yeah. Because the the Lord is still sovereign over this season, isn't He? And they will respond hopefully uh, with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're right. So
1: God right. <laughs> is working through this, yeah. and it's not a bad season. It's not a negative thing. I'm yeah. not cursed. I'm There's actually really appreciative. Yeah, yeah. So I, I appreciate your heart, but maybe next time, think in this way. It's yeah. not a bad thing to respond graciously and lovingly. Yeah. a little bit stronger.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: So that's the response thing. Yeah, I'm interested in your thoughts of the other side of what we talked about, of when people come up to you uh-huh. and the pressures that you you face at church. Uh, learning to, um, I am rubber you are glue whatever. Yeah. you say is going to bounce off me and stick to you. <laughs> How do you just deflect and not internalize?
0: I, I just kind of honestly let it be in one ear and out the other. Mm. I don't dwell on it. Because then, we've said several times, it's very well-intentioned. And so if you dwell on it, and, and I have to be really careful too, as like, and I don't know if this has happened for you more over the last couple of years now of doing this, of like, a lot of times with different dating scenarios, I have thought more about that specific scenario than anyone I know, because I've done an, an entire episode on it, or we've talked about this, or we've talked about that, to where I have thought through, five different points of what someone could mean or how it could be. And they don't. And so I have to kind of, like, just know Susie Q didn't mean anything by that. And I'm not going to then, you know, assume all of these motives that weren't there.
1: You know good and well I'm not doing that. You want to know why you know good and well I'm not doing that? Because I never remember what I say. (laughs) Seriously, y'all, there (laughs) there are people that come up to me and go, I really like uh, this point that you made, or I didn't like this point that you made, or why did you say that, or I laughed a lot when you said that. What are you talking about? (laughs) I have no idea what I said after I said it. In
0: the moment, in the present.
1: I am, and that's the thing. Um, Certain people that tell me I talk too much also made the comment the other day that I said something good, which I appreciate. (laughs) Um, I don't remember what I said, and in the moment, I didn't know why I said it. (laughs) It's no, the Lord working in and no, improving people. No,
0: but okay. So you don't, you don't do that. I remember some better, but, uh, I really think we do have to just let it go in one ear, not the other and learn. I don't know. Just not let the words have that much effect on us and to where you're just stewing over it. And then you're convincing yourself, I guess I am miserable. I guess there is something wrong with me. Poor me. I got to get out of this horrible situation.
1: So, so people go. don't think that I'm acting like I'm holier than thou in this situation. I don't do it like you're talking about. Yeah. I do when I'm preaching.
0: Oh. If,
1: if people give me negative comments or uh-huh. negative criticism, I could have a hundred positive comments yeah. and one negative criticism. Mm. The voice of the critic is always louder. Sure. So when I walk off stage, if someone gives me uh, any type of criticism uh-huh. or says, I really didn't like that at this point, or I didn't like what you did here, or maybe you should have done this better. Right it hits me like a ton of bricks Yeah, and it hurts. Mm -hmm. I will sit there the rest of the day. Like you have completely just ruined my day. And that's a me problem. Mm -hmm. It's also, it's sometimes a you problem, but it's, it's a me problem because I'm allowing that to affect me and affect my joy in the Lord and what the Lord has done through Mm me. So I do it Yeah, just in a different scenario, but the same thing applies.
0: It does. How do we deflect?
1: For you, it's the you've learned the skill of going one year and just out don't the other. To people. <laughs> I think you're the worst. Um, I think that is a helpful skill and a helpful approach yeah. uh, to to be able to hear something and know they didn't mean anything by it. Uh-huh. Poof, there it's gone. Yeah. I'm so clueless sometimes that that's a reality. Just because <laughs> yeah. I'm clueless and I have yeah. no idea what you're saying to me, I haven't learned that skill with preaching. Yeah, and I don't know how to translate it. So it's I think it's more complicated and a little bit stickier. Yeah. Because when you're in a community and when you're in a church, the comments that other people make, I think they just mean more. Because that's your church family.
0: Again, if you put family in, like, if you're mm-hmm. if it's not your church, if it's your extended family or whatever, well, yeah, they're the people that matter to you. They're, you know, it is – you want to – I think there's a people-pleasing element. You want – Oh, wait, 100% them.
1: is pleasing. People.
0: And we know I'm a people pleaser. So I think there's even, if you want to get deeper with it, for me, I think there's a little bit of a defense mechanism. Because trust me, like, when you're talking about like, oh, I don't want to be single anymore. Oh, I don't, whatever. Like, it's top of mind for me. I get it. So as soon as someone is like um, pointing that out, like they kind of point out this raw spot that's already there. If you're like, oh, no, 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 it's no deal, I'm fine, no, 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 then you don't have to actually think about it. So there's a little bit of a defense mechanism there, I think, too.
1: This, this is something that literally just came in my brain.
0: <laughs> Which um, means you're not going to remember it tomorrow.
1: Well, I might remember this one <laughs> okay. because it's scripture. Oh, okay. When it's the Bible, I'm going to remember <laughs> okay, it most of the time. But what you were thinking about, it, it does mean more. Mm-hmm. if you, Even if you place family in there instead of church. Yeah. Um, I'm mixing the two right now. Yeah. Um, it, it means more. And when people say things, positive, negative, it's just going to hit us a little bit harder. Uh-huh. And we're going to sit there and say, why did they say that? And we're going to allow it to put some undue pressure on us. First yeah. Corinthians 13. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. The reason I bring that up is our love for our family or our brothers and sisters in Christ should lead us to, when they make a comment, hoping and adoring all things and believing good things about what they're saying. It was well intentioned and I'm going to receive it in kind and in yeah. turn based upon my love for them and the love that Christ has shown me. Uh-huh. So I think that's, that's one of the more helpful that's a really, things yeah. is to see them through the love of Christ that you have for them, Yeah, I think is a big part of it. Uh-huh. So that's one end of the church pressures. Um, but the danger that it presents is you bring that into the relationship. Uh huh. I don't know. This is more for us. Yeah. Um, when you get into a relationship, do you tell people the amount of people that try and get involved? No. Okay. I was curious. No.
0: I, and I learned that the hard way. I you go ahead.
1: Hold on. We're, we're going at two different angles cause okay. that's where you're going. Um, we'll come to that in just okay. a second. Okay what i'm saying is uh, the significant other do you tell them hey look i work in a church and there's a lot of people that are very interested and so i'm
0: I'm very
1: you'll shepherd people away from that when i say shepherding (laughs) don't don't (laughs) don't come at me and saying what you think i'm saying i'm just meaning you'll guide them away from yes i and i'm slow like i don't know
0: some people you're slow well, that too, but no, I'm slow to bring someone to church.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Um. And that is something that has been a long-standing thing for me because I tell people, I'm like, look, if you come to my church. Not my whole family goes here, Mm-mm. so you meet my entire family. All my friends are here. All my friends. That's true. I work here, so it's work and coworkers and bosses and everyone else. Not to mention every little old lady at the church who's very <laughs> invested in my dating life. All in a span of about 45 minutes. That's a lot.
1: So so you do tell the significant uh-huh. other the person of interest. Hmm. It's not you. I haven't it's, really done it's that. It's not
0: you, but I, like...
1: Basically warning yeah.
0: them. Yeah. Now...
1: That's interesting. I need <laughs> probably need to start doing that, warning people. The other end of it, what you were hinting uh-huh. at, um, and I had called it too many cooks in the kitchen. Yep. is telling too many people in the church. Yes. And so, uh, how are we doing on time? By the way.
0: Oh, we're
1: we're going uh-huh. long and strong.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, because we're fifty gonna, minutes. Yeah, we're gonna have to do the other thing later. That's fine. Um, because I think this is a great place uh-huh. to end. One of your catchphrases on this show, and I love it, love yeah. it, love it, love it, yeah. is date in community. Uh-huh. You made the brilliant comment, <laughs> define your community. Yeah. What do you mean by that?
0: I'm saying, like, you want to date in community, you, you need people around you who can speak into your dating life, and whose guidance you will follow. Mm. That does not mean everyone you know. And it doesn't mean everyone who wants to have input into that. And I think you do have to define your community well of the people who whose input you want and care about, those are the people who need to know what's going on.
1: Who gets to know and who doesn't need to know.
0: Right. And it those like your community, those are the people who need to know every time there's there's a new person. Hey, there's this new guy, I'm need to know him, we're talking, and they're involved from the get go. I have a well-defined community now. It was a little more ambiguous in times past. And I everyone would ask. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to this guy. There's a new guy. or there's what?" And everyone was like serious. It's like, hey, we're talking. And then it didn't work out. And so then you have to go back. Okay, never mind. And it, it gets exhausting.
1: Currently living that.
0: Right? And it gets – it's like, ugh, because you're having to tell the same story or the same thing over and over and over. And I don't know about you – But I also learned that I may tell, let's say, three people, just pick a random number, three people at the church about, hey, there's this new guy that I'm getting to know. And that's fine. I told the three of them. But then when it came time, it hadn't worked out. And you go back to tell the people, hey, it didn't work out. Three had suddenly become Mm fifteen, And so now, suddenly lots of people knew things that I hadn't told them. And that's just... So I'm very clo- tight-knit. I keep things close until something is pretty serious now.
1: Yeah. That, that's something <laughs> I'm having to learn right now. Yeah. Because I've made the mistakes that Bethany is <laughs> talking about how she doesn't do that anymore.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It, I think it really is important to define who needs to know
0: mm-hmm.
1: more on on the aspect of so that they can help walk through this yes. with me. To encourage me, offer me accountability and wisdom and guidance. Yeah. And who doesn't need to know? Who would be unhelpful in this situation Mm -hmm. to know? Or it's not even necessarily unhelpful.
0: Yeah. They just don't
1: need to know right now.
0: Yeah. Because I don't
1: want them to be, how's it going? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Until I know more.
0: Right. Yeah. Until I have an answer for them.
1: Yeah, genuinely, this was th- this has been something that's helpful for me to think through that I hadn't thought through until we almost push record. <laughs> uh, define that community mm-hmm. well, because I think that will alleviate a lot of the pressure as it well. Because then will. you don't have all of these people knowing like I've got to make yeah. this work, so I make everyone happy.
0: Yeah. Well, honestly, now that I think about it, you're asking about how do you let things just go in one ear and out the other, and kind of like disregard some of those comments kind of thinking through it now this is one thing that has helped me with that immensely is that I know not that I don't care if people are praying for me like that's not what I mean but like I have my people whose input I want and need on these things and I'm not just disregarding everyone else but if someone who's not in that group has stuff to say it's easier to just let it go because I, I don't feel the obligation to follow their advice, to have to do whatever they say, to have to do anything. I have my people. I have that community to find. And so I don't have to worry about all the other stuff.
1: I That might start becoming my business line because in where I'm at in life yeah, right now yeah. in a position of quote unquote leadership right. uh, is everyone feels like they need to have mm-hmm. input. Mm-hmm. So they'll ask me, and sometimes I just get so irritated over, and this is this is a bad thing on my part yeah. where they'll just over and over again hope you find someone praying you find someone yeah. you really need to find someone like I'm talking to someone, oh tell me about it, I'm like great, I just opened up a can of worms <laughs> exactly. just to get you to leave me alone, and i made things yeah. worse
0: totally opposite effect yeah
1: uh, that might be my business line of yeah i I really appreciate that, thank you, and if they're pressing me really hard I'm like look. I got I have a, a my core group. Core, yep. Uh my my small group that is walking with me through this season of life. They're they're encouraging me, building me up. Mm-hmm. So when something progresses and happens, I'll start to let more people know. I just uh-huh. don't want to put any undue pressure right now on the situation. That's a really good way of putting that. Yeah. That I've, really a lot good. a lot of what we're saying here is learn to communicate uh-huh. and communication disarms uh-huh. complication.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah
1: that that's the tagline of this episode communication disarms complication love it wow
0: brilliant look
1: what we did
0: we yeah that's so true i think this was helpful this
1: kind of been fun
0: good (laughs) okay we did not quite get to everything so maybe we will the other point we had was talking about like don't look too far in the future too soon. And this idea of being maybe hyper intentional or too, can you be too intentional in dating? So maybe we will talk about that on Patreon.
1: I think our Patreon peeps need to hear it.
0: Perfect. We will talk about that there. So guys, we will sign off here until next week. Thank you for being here. We have had a blast and we will catch up with you later. Until then, I'm Bethany and I'm Dalton and this is looking for the middle.